0: Show your patriotism with a flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, celebrate your freedom with a flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service, fly your flag for freedom. Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's great to have you here with us in Frederick, Maryland and beyond. Today, I want to continue the conversation about election integrity because it's going to continue to be an issue until we deal with certain things and elections do have consequences remember if and I heard the news say you know those baseless claims the news guy said baseless claims that the 2020 election was stolen are they baseless they're actually not baseless there's plenty of evidence as evidenced by the latest ruling out of Arizona just this week, that the process for verifying signatures is illegal. In reading the article about it and and so forth, it says that they could use, or they do use, multiple versions of somebody's signature because the one on the ballot can't be it. The one on the envelope that they signed, that can't be it which is what they're supposed to verify against, so they go into the DMV records to go back as far as 40 years on somebody's license to determine whether that signature validates. That's insane. You go with the signature on the envelope, period. Not complicated. Don't complicate it. Or someone might think that we have a claim, not baseless, that the election is stolen. So this mucking with the processes leads me to a bigger point. And I had this epiphany as I'm driving in here today. Federal regulations have been asunder. They'll regulate you and I from the health department to you know how we run our businesses, to the EPA and all these regulatory impositions that they create willy-nilly to make you and I live within this box, but Fed is not regulated. Their regulations are out the window. They don't have to follow the rules on elections. They don't have to follow the rules on Things like Supreme Court justices and trying to pack the court, which we're going to talk about today. So we're in this battle right now between who's going to have the power, the Fed, because they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, with no consequences. Or is it going to be we, the people, who get to decide how we're governed and we get to govern ourselves because we are self-governed as defined in the Constitution. So I have with me today an expert who's gonna talk with us about election integrity, who's actually been there on the ground working it many years ago with Newt Gingrich when he was Speaker of the House. Who knew we had election integrity issues back then? Some people did, but it seems like it's a more current phenomenon. But we continue to have these issues. But the last thing I want to say is about this this battle between the regulation of the people and the regulation of government, what's occurring is we have no balance of power. Now, I'm making an assertion. Some people would say, oh, well, it's, it's mucking with the balance of power. No, the balance of power, in my view, has been destroyed. When a, a party has the right to say some of the horrible things they've said about the current president when President Trump was sitting in the Oval Office with no consequence. They could threaten his life. They could infer threatening his life. They could, in some way, instill hostility against him with no consequence. I'm thinking of Maxie Waters, Miss Maxie outrageous what she said go after them wherever they sit so this this mucking with the balance of power has put us in a very very precarious place so my guest today will be able to speak to some of these things i'm very excited to have him on we're going to have roman bueller who is with the madison coalition he's the national director of the madison coalition and he's working on something called keep nine keep nine justices at the supreme court we're going to take a quick break i'd like to thank our sponsors u.s flag service thank you so much for supporting us sweeties on the creek we're scooping now when was the last time you had freshly made ice cream or candy Sweeties on the Creek offers a wide selection of fresh, creamy ice cream made with natural flavors. Stop in for a new fun flavor or a classic, yummy favorite perched on a freshly made waffle cone. Just in, Sweeties has a huge assortment of candy, including freshly made, in store, delicious chocolates. Your young ones will love all the plush toys and fun gifts, too. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now.
0: Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com.
1: Good morning. Welcome back. Okay, so I have with me today, Ramon Bueller. I also have my father, Walter Charlton, in studio because when we're talking about constitutional issues and what's going on with regard to packing the court or honoring uh, this balance of power... In other words, let's not put these influences on the courts so that now they're politically pressured. The purpose of the three legs of government is so that there is no ability for one to influence the other. They should be separate. Now, I know that that's not reality, and some would argue we actually have four legs of government now, and one of those is the deep state. Dad, what would you say, based on this notion that Federal regulations are kind of thrown out the window. They can do whatever the he- heck they want when they want, with no consequence. Versus we, the people, who are being so overregulated, so overtaxed, so overburdened by an overreaching government that kind of defies the purpose of the Constitution and what it stands for, and the purpose of keeping us in this balance of power. What, what say you about that?
2: Well, it just by a coincidence. I happen to be working on exactly that question in the reply brief for our RICO case. It's now before the Fourth Circuit. And in the process of doing this, I've spoken to some very, very brilliant people, and most of which are not lawyers, but they're in other... Uh, areas of expertise that that address this problem, and therefore here is what I have gleaned from these brilliant people. One of one of which is a fellow named Bob Kofod, who's a security expert in in electronics and banks and the like. The first thing is this: under the Declaration of Independence, we cut our ties with Britain to get away from oppression of a government. And that's in the first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence. But the result of this was the Constitution of the United States sometime later. Now, what you have to view is... to to, to logically understand this enormously complex situation we're in, you have to understand that the Constitution of the United States is a contract with many many parts between who? Between the King, who now is what we now call the deep state, and the people. And The king and the deep state work for us. They don't work for the king. They don't work for the the deep state. They work for us. All three branches of the government work for us. And when the deep state violates that in any fashion, they are in breach of the contract and we the people. And... And this is paramount. Now, Bob Kofod said something that's going to be in my reply brief. The people like Linda Lamone and the Maryland State uh, Election Board and the state boards of every state have a duty. That duty is to prove to us that the election is correct.
1: It's not the other way around that we. It is not the they, other way around. That they stole it. They have to prove to us that they didn't.
2: We don't don't have to pay fees to get the data, so that we can have experts, engineers like we've got, or expert uh, mathematicians to 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 dig through mountains and mountains and huge gigabytes of data so we can statistically prove this oh no that's wrong they have to prove it to us
1: how come it's though how come it's been allowed to be switched so that that you have to prove to them because that's clearly what's going on or we wouldn't have lost so many cases in the courts
2: now that's an that's a terrific question but the answer nobody's going to like the answer is this the communists have been trying to crack us and take over for many decades and what we have is no conspiracy theory we have an actual conspiracy that is now being proven by an army of very very smart people who mine this data and we have all of these various nine, at least nine areas of fraud and the individual frauds, I, I've done a lot of in, in my legal and accounting careers, I've done a lot of work with fraud and let me tell you something, fraudsters are very, very smart people there is no, they're cropped and crooked some of them work for the government some of them are judges because people are people and some of them are corrupt but any system in the world I happen to be a system expert in accounting and I've installed systems any system can be cracked and whatever it is it will be cracked And just one more point I'd like to get out: they have been cracked, and there's huge mountains that prove of data that prove standing and prove everything else. But the important thing that is left out of all this is this: if a fraudster or a normal person sets out to cheat, they can cheat and they will cheat. And therefore.
1: Well, they give, if given the opportunity and with a sufficient motive.
2: And with no control over the cheating. Now, in, in one of the cases that I did uh, finalize, it's not even over yet. The government of the United States essentially fired all of their top auditors. The United States General Accounting Office doesn't even audit agencies anymore. Which
1: was their primary function before.
2: Yeah, you, in other words, the Army got got uh, audited, and when, when the generals sitting there and in walked the GAO auditors, they shook in their boots for good reason, because they knew where all the snakes were, and the GAO found them out. Anyway, this whole setup has been flipped on its ear by by the congress and it's terrible
1: so when you talk about congress being the uh... you know the gatekeepers really because we elect them so they're supposed to represent us not defy us not attack us not attack the person we put in the white house because i mean how incredibly disingenuous is it how phony how fake how inauthentic that these congressional people would uh, behave like they have so the point being that you know when you look at election integrity and elections have consequences and then you look at uh, in the Constitution in article 3 it says that The the number of Supreme Court justices shall be determined by Congress. Well, my problem with that is, you know, this idea of packing the court, is that that inherently makes it political. That inherently makes it political because Congress is elected. And in the case of where we are right now, where we have progressive liberal, I'm going to call it Marxist people, because the way Maxine Waters I use her as an example of so many people like her in Congress who are uber-left, liberal, progressive nasty. When they attack like they do, like pit bulls, that no longer respects this electoral process and and it lacks decorum.
2: Well, I, I agree with what you're saying. However, I don't think it goes far enough. Under our contracts, the way I started this off, every one of the three branches of government and every person who works for a government agency has a duty to do the right thing. And not just the right thing, the correct thing to the extent they are. That's their job. However if they have the intent to cheat or if they like now have the intent to bring our government to its knees and to spend all the money that we ever earned and then the, all the all the money you're going to earn for the next 10 years and bring our our government to its knees and the whole system down you got to put a different word on it. That word that you've not used yet is treason. These are treasonous activities by definition. Now, my lawyer friends don't like me to use the word treason because it's supposed to be just used in terms of war, in times of war. We are at war. And we are in a war for survival of this country. And where there's bad faith and the intent to deceive by huge amounts of people, they are going to succeed. But this, the only hope we've got is this. These people who are really evil and treasonous and intent to deceive us may be smart enough to crack the system but we got a whole lot of other smart people that are can can, can take care of the problem one way or the other yeah, unfortunately our lawsuit is civil only and not criminal which brings us to another horrible situation where the department of justice and the FBI are corrupted and and will not prosecute the bad guys. Why? Probably because the leaders agree with them. They want to bring us down. In a situation like this, we got a really, really bad problem. Okay, when you look at treason,
1: there was a, the Rosenbergs famously in 1951. Now, I guess maybe we're in a, a time of war, but I don't think that it has to be limited to a time of war because people can can commit treason. Frankly, it could put us into a time of war if they're helping the bad guys. And if you look at <clears throat> if we look at what's been going on with the Biden crime syndicate, you know, those people have taken millions of dollars from our enemy. How on earth is that not treason?
2: Well, it gets complicated and and. But the the important thing is this, if you have an intent to destroy, you will will bend all the rules. It's like a, uh, a buddy of mine once said, he said, if a judge has the intent to rule against you, and he put it a little more succinctly than that, but I can't say it on the air, you will wind up in that situation
1: (laughs) all right everybody we're going to take a quick break and i just want to thank everybody for being here we'll be right back welcome back to the jen charlton show it's great to have you guys here with us i have on the phone ramon Bueller, who's the national director of madison coalition and they are seeking to find a balance of state and federal power and they've already been working in several states to ensure that 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 occurs using regulation freedom amendment so good morning welcome to the jen charlton show ramon it's great to have you here
0: well thank you for having me
1: all right can you tell me first about the madison coalition and this balance of power notion like i said in my opening you know we think we have a balance of power I don't think we do anymore I actually think they've destroyed it when you have the kind of influences going on and leaking frankly of the SCOTUS rulings before they come out I mean that was unheard of around the abortion ruling so do we even have a balance of power anymore
0: well it it is this this balance of power has been eroding rapidly And, you know, uh, we are frequently distracted by the news and the headlines of the day. But if you look back over the last 50 years and you watch the erosion of checks and balances against the abuse of power and the increase in the abuse of that power, you can very clearly see that uh, America is on the wrong path. More and more power is moving from the people to the government. More and more of that power is moving from local and state governments to the federal government. And more and more of that power is being concentrated uh, in the executive branch uh, and in unelected bureaucrats who are not accountable to voters.
1: So. What is so one of your initiatives is is to um, stop the packing of the court notion movement by the liberal progressive left. You know, if they don't get what they want, then they'll just change the rules. It's like you keep moving the goalposts. But let's hold that for a second. Let's talk about election integrity, because, as I said, elections have consequences. We all know that the Congress, by having the. Constitution say that the Congress has the ability to set the number of SCOTUS. Therefore, when we elect Congress, we inherently politicize that process. Am I off? Or is that right?
0: Well, the the, the Constitution was designed to have three independent branches of government, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. And it is in the nature of politicians to want more power. It is in the nature of politicians to want to erode checks and balances. Um, so for the first uh, uh, almost century of our republic, uh, the, uh, the the Congress manipulated the size of the Supreme Court uh, to bend the court to its will. And then uh, in 1869, we set the number of justices at nine, and it's been nine for more than 150 years. Roosevelt tried to pack the court, uh, to turn the court into a puppet of his administration. The country rejected that. And so for many years, we thought we had an independent court. But as you point out, the number of justices is not in the Constitution. It's been a tradition that we keep it at nine. And now some people on the left want to pack the court because they are unhappy with the court's decisions. And the problem is that if the left packs the court, then uh, the court's going to probably get packed again from another direction, and it's going to cease to become an independent watchdog on politicians it's going to become a lapdog for politicians so what the madison coalition is doing is working with the support now of two hundred members of congress on a very simple constitutional amendment all it says is the supreme court of the united states shall be composed of nine justices and we believe justice public pressure forced congress uh, to propose amendments that gave women the right to vote and impose presidential term limits we can uh, uh, build enough public pressure to force Congress to adopt this Keep Nine Amendment and save the Supreme Court uh, from becoming a, a, a packed uh, puppet of politicians in Washington.
1: Fantastic. I mean, I, I you have my complete support. However, we can help you through my network of communicators to make sure that we message it out, first of all, because people have to understand the consequences. And this erosion of of, um, of government of the people and by the people is is so profound right now. And I think that most everyday voters, humans, just kind of stick their head in the sand. They're like, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. You know, but this has such far-reaching consequences into our everyday lives when they're determining things like the right to life and you know if you take that particular instance and you know you're an attorney you you worked for Newt Gingrich when he was Speaker of the House correct so so you had this
0: yes I I... go ahead he he hired me actually when he was a uh, a fairly junior member of Congress uh, I was his first House committee counsel. And then as he rose up through the ranks, I remained the counsel at the Committee on House Administration, uh, where he appointed the leadership. Uh, and my, my issue was uh, I worked on election integrity issues then.
1: Which I just think is hilarious because we think back then we had it together and now we're falling apart. And so tell me, why? What's, how would you compare election integrity back then uh, and then today? How different is it or is it not?
0: Well, the left, in my view, has a long-term plan, and the long-term plan is to um, establish federal control over elections all over the country. And then with that control, uh, to uh, erode uh, checks on um, uh, potentially uh, on voter fraud uh, and to make it easier Uh, for, for people to cheat. Um, and you know, that's a pretty serious allegation, but if you, just to give you one example of what the left has done, when we were negotiating a bill, we tried to put into, uh, the law, a requirement that the voter check the citizenship box. On the voter registration form before that form could be processed. And the left fought against that. The Democrats fought against that. They did not want to require that somebody check the citizenship box. Now, why is that important? Because if you check the citizenship box, uh, and you sign under penalty of perjury, it's pretty clear, uh, if you're not a citizen that you've committed a crime. But if you haven't checked the box, you can argue, well, I didn't really know what I was signing. So this is just one of many, many, many examples. The Democrats don't want a voter ID requirement. Um, One of the reasons uh, that the left wants to pack the Supreme Court is because the Supreme Court has ruled that requiring uh, a government-issued photo ID uh, to vote is constitutional. Um, But the left doesn't believe it's constitutional. They believe that's voter, uh, voter suppression. And so if they pack the court, Uh, one of the results will probably be the uh, elimination of uh, a lot of checks and balances against voter fraud across the country and more federal control. So, you know, there are many, many, many issues where control of the court, as you point out, uh, defines uh, which direction the country goes. And that's why the left wants to control the court, because if they control the court, the Congress and the White House, there are no checks on their power. and. My mission here with talking to your listeners is a lot of people ask, what can I do to stop the far left from imposing their tyrannical policies on this country? And my answer is there are many, many things you can do, but one thing you can do is to join this effort to prevent the left from packing the court. And you can do that by going to our website, www.keep9.org um or emailing uh, us at leaders at madisoncoalition dot org, leaders at madisoncoalition dot org. And we have uh, grassroots activities in every state uh and we have very specific things that people can do. Uh, And that's, I think, what people are looking for. They're looking for specific things that they can do that will help to stop the left uh, from achieving its goals. And so we we think uh, that helping to support the Keep Nine Amendment uh, and the broader effort to take power out of Washington uh, is, is something that people can do.
1: Well, one of the things that I think is so special when you think about the Supreme Court is it's this awesome pillar of integrity. It's the umbrella under which we operate. It's the guiding light. It's the thing that stands us apart from the Venezuelas of the world. That's right. And
0: go ahead. The left talks a lot about democracy, but you cannot have democracy and you cannot have a free society if the courts are controlled by politicians. Because politicians, it is in their nature to abuse power. Um, Some politicians are great, but they're always bad eggs. And so in successful democratic societies, uh, societies that are constitutional republics, uh, not uh, uh, tyrannies like Venezuela, the common thread is that the courts are always independent. And it is a disturbing sign of the times that one of the left's big goals is to destroy the independence of the Supreme Court by uh, reestablishing the idea that Congress can manipulate the size of the court any time it doesn't like what the court's doing. And so I frame this in a broader struggle that we are fighting um, as advocates of limited government. There are two great movements in this country. One is a movement to concentrate and and accumulate power in Washington and the other movement which right now doesn't have enough leaders is the movement to take power away from politicians and bureaucrats in Washington and this keep nine amendment would take away the power of Congress pack the supreme court Now, the madison coalition is also working on another issue which you mentioned briefly which is to take away the power of unelected bureaucrats to rule and intimidate by decree now you'll hear a lot of politicians talk about i'm going to get rid of this regulation i'm going to get rid of that regulation but that isn't what we need we don't need to just get rid of a regulation because the next politician that comes along will put it right back what we need to do is take permanently away, permanently take away the authority of the bureaucrats to issue those regulations in the first place. And so what we need is a constitutional requirement that regulations be approved by Congress, not just dictated by bureaucrats. And so we are looking for leaders now who will take that that issue uh, and and move it forward. And again, it's another way of taking power out of Washington. Take away their power to pack the Supreme Court. Take away the power of bureaucrats to rule by decree. Maybe even take away the power of politicians to borrow money without limits. Those are the kinds of things that we need conservatives to get more excited about. And that's what the Madison Coalition is doing. Again, leaders at MadisonCoalition.org.
1: Oh, that is just awesome. You hit on a number of things I want to touch. So this idea of Giving, getting politicians, you said the courts controlled by politicians. I would assert that we are there. And we know that Soros, that was his strategy to take us down was to take control over the local prosecutors. And we're seeing it in all of these Trump indictments, which are all Politically motivated. Welcome back to the Jen Charlton Show. It's great to have you guys here with us. I have on the phone Ramon Bueller, who's the national director of Madison Coalition, and they are seeking to find a balance of state and federal power, and they've already been working in several states to ensure that, that that occurs using regulation freedom amendment. So good morning. Welcome to the Jen Charlton Show, Ramon. It's great to have you here.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: All right. Can you tell me first about the Madison Coalition and this balance of power notion? Like I said in my opening, you know we think we have a balance of power I don't think we do anymore I actually think they've destroyed it when you have the kind of influences going on and leaking frankly of the SCOTUS rulings before they come out I mean that was unheard of around the abortion ruling so do we even have a balance of power anymore
0: well it, it is is this, this balance of power has been eroding rapidly And, you know, uh, we are frequently distracted by the news and the headlines of the day. But if you look back over the last 50 years and you watch the erosion of checks and balances against the abuse of power and the increase in the abuse of that power, you can very clearly see that uh, America is on the wrong path. More and more power is moving from the people to the government. More and more of that power is moving from local and state governments to the federal government. And more and more of that power is being concentrated uh, in the executive branch uh, and in unelected bureaucrats who are not accountable to voters.
1: So. What is so one of your initiatives is is to um, stop the packing of the court notion movement by the liberal progressive left. You know, if they don't get what they want, then they'll just change the rules. It's like you keep moving the goalposts. But let's hold that for a second. Let's talk about election integrity, because, as I said, elections have consequences. We all know that the Congress, by having the. Constitution say that the Congress has the ability to set the number of SCOTUS. Therefore, when we elect Congress, we inherently politicize that process. Am I off, or is that right?
0: Well, the the, the Constitution was designed to have three independent branches of government: the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. And it is in the nature of politicians to want more power. It is in the nature of politicians to want to erode checks and balances. Um, so for the first uh, uh, almost century of our republic, uh the uh the, the Congress manipulated the size of the Supreme Court uh to bend the court to its will. And then uh in eighteen sixty nine we set the number of justices at nine and it's been nine for more than one hundred and fifty years. Roosevelt tried to pack the court uh to turn the court into a puppet of his administration, the country rejected that. And so for many years we thought we had an independent court. But as you point out, the number of justices is not in the Constitution. It's been a tradition that we keep it at nine. And now some people on the left want to pack the court because they are unhappy with the court's decisions. And the problem is that if the left packs the court, then uh, the court's going to probably get packed again from another direction, and it's going to cease to become an independent watchdog on politicians it's going to become a lapdog for politicians so what the madison coalition is doing is working with the support now of two hundred members of congress on a very simple constitutional amendment all it says is the supreme court of the united states shall be composed of nine justices and we believe justice public pressure forced congress uh, to propose amendments that gave women the right to vote and impose presidential term limits We can uh, uh, build enough public pressure to force Congress to adopt this Keep Nine Amendment and save the Supreme Court uh, from becoming a a, a packed uh, puppet of politicians in Washington.
1: Fantastic. I mean, you have my complete support. However, we can help you through my network of communicators to make sure that we message it out, first of all, because people have to understand the consequences. And this erosion of of, um, of government of the people and by the people is is so profound right now. And I think that most everyday voters, humans, just kind of stick their head in the sand. They're like, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. You know, but this has such far-reaching consequences into our everyday lives when they're determining things like the right to life and you know if you take that particular instance uh, you know you're an attorney you you worked for Newt Gingrich when he was Speaker of the House correct so so you had this
0: yes I I... go ahead he he hired me actually when he was a uh, a fairly junior member of Congress Uh, I was his first house committee counsel and then as he rose up through the ranks, I remained the counsel at the Committee on House Administration, uh, where he appointed the leadership. Uh, and my, my issue was uh, I worked on election integrity issues then.
1: Which I just think is hilarious because we think back then we had it together and now we're falling apart. And so tell me, why, what's, how would you compare election integrity back then uh, and then today? How different is it or is it
0: not? Well, the left, in my view, has a long-term plan, and the long-term plan is to um, establish federal control over elections all over the country. And then with that control, uh, to uh, erode uh, checks on um, uh, potentially uh, on voter fraud uh, and to make it easier Uh, for, for people to cheat. Um, and you know, that's a pretty serious allegation, but if you, just to give you one example of what the left has done, when we were negotiating a bill, we tried to put into, uh, the law, a requirement that the voter check the citizenship box on the voter registration form before that form could be processed and the left fought against that the democrats fought against that they did not want to require that somebody check the citizenship box now why is that important because if you check the citizenship box uh... and you sign under penalty of perjury it's pretty clear uh... if you're not a citizen that you've committed a crime but if you haven't checked the box you can argue well i didn't really know what i was signing So this is just one of many, many, many examples. The Democrats don't want a voter ID requirement. Um, One of the reasons uh, that the left wants to pack the Supreme Court is because the Supreme Court has ruled that requiring uh, a government-issued photo ID uh, to vote is constitutional. Um, But the left doesn't believe it's constitutional. They believe that's voter, uh, uh, voter suppression. And so if they pack the court, Uh, one of the results will probably be the uh, elimination of uh, a lot of checks and balances against voter fraud across the country and more federal control. So, you know, there are many, many, many issues where control of the court, as you point out, uh, defines uh, which direction the country goes. And that's why the left wants to control the court. Because if they control the court, the Congress, and the White House, there are no checks on their power. And... My mission here with talking to your listeners is a lot of people ask, what can I do to stop the far left from imposing their tyrannical policies on this country? And my answer is there are many, many things you can do, but one thing you can do is to join this effort to prevent the left from packing the court. And you can do that by going to our website, www.keep9.org um or emailing uh us at leaders at madisoncoalition dot org, leaders at madisoncoalition dot org and we have uh grassroots activities in every state uh and we have very specific things that people can do. Uh, And that's, I think, what people are looking for. They're looking for specific things that they can do that will help to stop the left uh, from achieving its goals. And so we we think uh, that helping to support the Keep Nine Amendment uh, and the broader effort to take power out of Washington uh, is, is something that people can do.
1: Well, one of the things that I think is so special when you think about the Supreme Court is it's this awesome pillar of integrity. It's the umbrella under which we operate. It's the guiding light. It's the thing that stands us apart from the Venezuelans of the world. That's right. And, go ahead.
0: The left talks a lot about democracy. But you cannot have democracy and you cannot have a free society if the courts are controlled by politicians. Because politicians, it is in their nature to abuse power. Um, Some politicians are great, but they're always bad eggs. And so in successful democratic societies, uh, societies that are constitutional republics, uh, not uh, uh, tyrannies like Venezuela, the common thread is that the courts are always independent. And it is a disturbing sign of the times that one of the left's big goals is to destroy the independence of the Supreme Court by uh, reestablishing the idea that Congress can manipulate the size of the court any time it doesn't like what the court's doing. And so I frame this in a broader struggle that we are fighting um, as advocates of limited government. There are two great movements in this country. One is a movement to concentrate and and accumulate power in washington and the other movement which right now doesn't have enough leaders is the movement to take power away from politicians and bureaucrats in washington and this keep nine amendment would take away the power of congress to pack the Supreme Court. Now, the Madison Coalition is also working on another issue, which you mentioned briefly, which is to take away the power of unelected bureaucrats to rule and intimidate by decree. Now, you'll hear a lot of politicians talk about, I'm going to get rid of this regulation, I'm going to get rid of that regulation. But that isn't what we need. We don't need to just get rid of a regulation because the next politician that comes along will put it right back. What we need to do is take... Permanently away, permanently take away the authority of the bureaucrats to issue those regulations in the first place. And so what we need is a constitutional requirement that regulations be approved by Congress, not just dictated by bureaucrats. And so we are looking for leaders now who will take that that issue. Uh, and, and move it forward. And again, it's another way of taking power out of Washington. Take away their power to pack the Supreme Court. Take away the power of bureaucrats to rule by decree. Maybe even take away the power of politicians to borrow money without limits. Those are the kinds of things that we need conservatives to get more excited about. And that's what the Madison Coalition is doing. Again, leaders at org Oh, that
1: is just awesome. You hit on a number of things I want to touch. So, this idea of, Giving, getting politicians, you said the courts controlled by politicians. I would assert that we are there. And we know that Soros, that was his strategy to take us down, was to take control over the local prosecutors. And we're seeing it in all of these Trump indictments, which are all politically motivated,